Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat Monday. Marvellous Monday. Good to see all of you this morning. Got a few up and at it early. Call me. How are you? Tim's in the house too. Good day, Tim. Sahana. Morning. Good morning to you, mate. Mick's there as well. Morning, Mick. <laughs> Got a few, uh, maybe a few people behind the veil. Good morning, wherever you are. If you're uh, in the world of the Facebook groups, good to see you. Hey, good morning, Luke. There we go. Interesting question, and it all depends, Sahana. Maybe won't get a chance to talk about that one today, but I'll uh, I'll talk about that. Maybe put it on my list to have a bit of a yarn about for sure. Um, Reach out to your coach if you don't have one. Uh, talk through that with your coach for sure, mate. Sunny, good morning to you. Alison, all the way from Perth. I saw that. What are you doing over there? What are you doing over there, Alison? Brendan, morning, mate. And uh, Alex in the house as well. Good to see everyone this morning. <clears throat> I can't remember who requested it the other day, but, but someone said, hey, can you dive a little bit deeper into the old PPR, the principal place of residence upgrade strategy? The idea that, uh, you know, we can make some wealth doing some different things when it comes to the world of investing, the world of investing. And, uh, you know, maybe, just maybe, folks, just maybe getting uh, the idea. I don't know if you like it. Let me know in the chat. Who likes the idea of some tax-free wealth? Tax-free. Anyone like tax-free? I don't think it's possible totally to be 100% tax-free, but there are some taxes we can minimise to zero quite legally. Anyone like the idea of that? Put that in the chat for me. Who likes the idea of that? Um, Put that in the chat. If you're up for it, there's a hell yeah. There's a hell yeah right there. (laughs) I like that. Yep. Uh, There we go. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That'd be awesome. All right, well, let's quickly dive into that this morning. And we said, yep, yep, count me in, count me in. That would be, uh, that's the go. Let's uh, let's have a chat this morning about some of these things that we might be able to understand how to have some tax-free wealth in the future. Uh, and for, for many of you, you may have heard this stuff before. So I'll quickly do a recap and then we'll talk about the principal place of residence, your PPR, your, your own home being, um, you know, a possible source of that wealth as well. So let's have a let's have a look. Put it in the chat for me if you know already what these are. It's always good to sort of uh, have a have a bit of a, a conversation about the things you know. Re- remind yourself. But what are the ways? What are the things that you can actually create? Uh, where can you have a capital gain uh, tax free? There's three main places, folks. There's three main things, kind of strategies, things, investments, type of ideas. Tell me in the chat where are they? The 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 simple one, the easy one that most of you already know, is your principal place of residence, your own home, right? Your own home is capital gains tax free on the sale, capital gains tax free on the sale. If you buy and sell your own home, you know there's some there's some kind of rules around it, but you know like you know there's a kind of a twelve month thing, but your own home, your principal place of residence where you live, if you buy and sell that property, then, uh, you know, it, it attracts no tax uh, at this moment in time, which is good news um, for you as a as a owner of that property, which is good. Um, PPR, Tim's there, yep, principal place of residence. Where are the other places, folks? Where are the other couple of uh, places you can, um, yeah, boom, 
All right. Uh, someone's onto it already. So if you're self-managed super, oh, it doesn't have to be self-managed, by the way. Your super, if it's in pension phase, pension phase, pension phase. Now, this is one you kind of, when you get old, but there you go. Um, you, uh, you, uh, there is zero at the moment capital gains tax. Okay, zero. Zero capital gains tax. Zero. For um, it doesn't matter what asset it is, by the way, folks. It doesn't matter whether it's a property, whether it's some shares, whether it's whatever. If you buy and sell in pension phase, then you know capital gains tax free, zero. Now we need to know this stuff. We need to know this stuff because that, for you and I, we need to think about how we do our strategies, right? And who knows the third one? It's a tricky one. It's a kind of a little little behind the veil one, but it's sort of available only to business owners. Who knows this one? Who knows this one? Uh, I'll tell you. You can sell your business, and it can include it can include a commercial property. It can include a commercial property. It's another way to get a property tax free. By the way, folks, small business uh, capital gains tax concession. Um, yep, selling a business. Okay, and technically, technically, <clears throat> you know, it's it's up to about six million dollars, depending on how you do it, right? Um, so, tell me, folks, is there any limits? So, the small business capital gains tax concession, there's a limit there, capital gains tax free, uh, six mil. Is there any limits in your super? By the way, folks, any limits in your super? Um, in there. Well, there's at this moment in time, there's a proposal to bring in a dollar amount um, to charge you 30% tax on your super. So I think there's going to be some limits in, you know, what happens here. Let's see what happens there. But is there any limit? What's the limit? What's the maximum you can sell your Prince Place of Residence for tax-free, folks? Is there any limit? Tell me, tell me, what is it 5 million? Is it 10 million? How much? What's the limit, folks? What's the limit? What's the limit on selling your home capital gains tax-free? Anybody know? Anybody know? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? (laughs) There ain't no limit. Boom, unlimited. Exactly, Luke. It's unlimited, folks. So it's kind of this this wealth vehicle hiding in plain sight. But what's the problem? What's the problem? What do people, what do most people get told to do? What do most of us get told to do? What do most of us get told to do when it comes to buying your own home? Give me the old, give me the old, this is how you get rich. Tell me, tell me it in the chat, folks. <clears throat> you know what you do? Here's what you do. You buy your home. No, you go and get a good job. You go to uni first. Go to uni first. Get a degree. No, you don't get it. Well, you get a degree and you get something else with it these days, uh, a debt. So get a degree and get a debt. Then go get a good job. Then go get a good job. Get married, have kids. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with getting a good job. Nothing wrong with going to uni if that's what you want to do. Uh, none of that is wrong, but it might be flawed in the only way of thinking how to approach something. Then you get together with maybe a life partner and you might buy a house. And you know what? You should pay that house off. Pay it off, folks, because that's how you get rich, don't you? Pay your home off. That's how you get rich. No, that's bullshit. That's how the bank gets rich. Now, Nothing wrong with reducing bad debt and redrawing it uh, and making it making investments in good debt. That's not what today's about, but uh, that's the old adage, right? Hey, 
buy your home, pay it off, then you'll be rich. No, then you'll be old and too old to spend the damn money, right? And then you get stuck. Oh, yeah, I'm there forever. I love this place, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, let's talk about that today. Let's talk about the Prince Place of Residence upgrade strategy uh, and how we can make the most of this stuff, folks. There are three ways, there's three ways that we can, that we can, there's three ways the principal place of upgrade strategy works, right? The idea is pretty simple, folks. Yeah, and cash flow poor. Exactly, Brendan. We put all our money into this damn property, uh, and especially if you're not using the equity in that property to buy other assets, right, is all of your wealth is in this property. Uh, all it is is saving you rent, right? And do the math on that. You can't buy me a bloody coffee, but you're rich on paper. It's useless. And if you're not leveraging it, if you're not, there's there's actually a brilliant book I'm reading at the moment called Die With Zero. Um, uh, pretty full on, but it's really interesting. Why do we wait till the end of our life to uh, have all this money that we're too old to take advantage of? Why don't we use a little bit of it along the way? Uh, and I'm into that too. So that's a, that's a chat for another day. <clears throat> anyway, let's do this. Prince of Place of Residence upgrade strategy. Three ways. What are the three ways? Put it in the chat if you think you know what they are. Have a go. Have a go. There's three ways you can maximize this Prince of Place of Residence upgrade strategy. The idea, let's just quickly have a look at the idea. All right. The idea over time is that let's say, you know, let's call it, Let's let's say you buy your your own home when you're thirty, right? And I'll, I'll just be conservative with that. Uh, and let's say you know, let's say you want to. I don't know. Let's say you're going to live to your eighty. I don't know. Is eighty a good idea? Eighty a good number? Eighty's <laughs> a good number, I reckon. Eighty's a fine number. So let's say you buy your home when you when you're eighty or thirty, and you're going to live till you're eighty. You know what? What is the section of this? You go, all right, well, you know, 30 to 50, 50 to, um, 50 to, I don't know, 60, and then 60 to 80 or something like that. I don't know. Chop it up into a couple of sections, okay? What can we do? How can we do this, right? This house here, this purchase, you know, you don't want to still own the same one over here. What can we do? How can we maximize that? That's the idea. Uh, for the principal place residence upgrade strategy. How can we do it, right? Yep, there's a downsize of contribution into super. You're dead right, Luke. And and that's a that's a good strategy uh, later on as well because you can transfer tax-free capital gain, right? And you can transfer that in to your super and make it a tax-free income from that point onwards, which is super cool. I like that, tax-free income. Um, okay, so let's have a look at this. Principal place, there are three ways we can do it. The, the number one, uh, the the number one is the the sell um, and upgrade your property and area. Okay, so it's pretty simple. Let's say you you're charging along. You know you might have been in that place 10, 15 years. Usually the optimal time frame is a kind of a fifteen to twenty year changeover. Um, and I'll show you some numbers in a second on that. So sell uh, and upgrade. You've got to upgrade the type of property and the area that you that you live in, okay? And the upgrade. There is one cost to the upgrade. There's one cost to the turnover. There's one cost to the change, which is stamp duty. I think that's highway robbery. But, uh, you know, um, 
Yep, fair enough. No, and and Luke, <clears throat> sometimes that's uh, that's what happens with family and whatever. We stay in the same place. So the the second version of the PPR upgrade uh, is something that people will do. Now, Luke, your your kids won't be at home forever. Uh, I've got three. My my eldest two are just about to move out. You know, we're looking at uh, our next move when it comes to where we live and what we do. So, folks, first one, sell and move to a better area. Okay, usually done best before you before you set up with your kids uh, and they're in with schools and whatever. But you know, sometimes you can move, right? Yeah, sometimes you can do that. Sell, set up in a different area. What's the second way? The second way is stay where you are, stay and renovate. The property. Now, this is what's called the highest and best use, right? Highest and best use. The property that you have uh, might be now 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years old, uh, and uh, you should knock it down and build a brand new one. Is the highest and best use, is the biggest property that you have on the land available that you have. You know, if you've got a three bedroom, it should be a six bedroom. You know, if you've got a four-bedroom, it should be a six-bedroom with four-car garage, right? Maximize where you are when you can, folks. Now, uh, I don't know about you. I don't like the idea of living in a renovation, so I'm going to move up to my apartment up in Brisbane. We're going to live there for a year or two, and then we're going to come back to the house. That's how we're doing it, right? And the third way, the third way, folks, is so this is um, stay where you are, spend the dollars, spend the dollars. Spend the dollars, okay, uh, as we go. Yep, rent vesting, yep, that, that certainly helps too. Allison, for sure, accelerates that debt reduction of bad debt and you can get it into investment debt. The third way you can do a principal place of residence upgrade is you can do uh, you can do a, let's call it a downsize, let's call it a downsize strategy, right? Downsize. Downsize the house, upsize the location. Okay, what do I mean by that? Let's say I sell my house for $2 million. I sell my house for $2 million. I go and buy myself, let's say, uh, now, I'm in the suburbs. I'm in the suburbs, $2 million house. You know, might be six bedrooms, might be something special, you know, whatever it is. And then I sell my house. And what would I go and buy if I'm going to downsize the property, but I'm going to upsize the location, folks, and end up with change, right? And end up with change. What would I do? Tell me in the chat what's the sort of thing that I would buy. So I would maybe go and buy myself, let's say, a $1.5 million four-bed apartment, four-bed apartment, you know, overlooking the ocean, overlooking the city, overlooking the river with views, Apartment. So I've downsized the size of the property. Yeah, waterfront apartment, dead right, Luke. And this is kind of this. This is a brilliant, absolute brilliant strategy. I've helped a heap of people with. So you've upsized. You upsized the location. You're now in one of those locations that are keepers forever. For keepers forever. All right. And what happens? The maintenance is lower. You can lock the damn thing up and, and go. You could go away for a year and there's no maintenance on an apartment if you want to travel, especially when you're a bit older. You know, let's say uh, over here, if you've still got um, good income, you know, I would go ahead and sort of borrow maybe, you know, 50% on that 
um, and keep access to my cash so I could live a lifestyle. L- a lot of things you can do in that one, folks. A lot of things you can do. A, a huge amount of things you can do, right? Sell and upgrade, direct, just buy a better property in a better area. Stay and renovate. You've got a great property. You've got a great area. Um, you don't want to move, but your property is underutilized. The house is not is not covering, is not maximized for the land or more a lifestyle move, but downsize the property because you don't need that anymore, but upsize the location in where you are. Interesting question, Mar- Maris. Uh, well, it depends on it depends on what lifestyle you want. I wouldn't say buying an apartment's a waste of money. Maybe your experience is pretty poor when it comes to that. My experience is every apartment that I've had has made me many, many, many millions of dollars. So I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. Maybe you're just buying rubbish properties in rubbish areas, Marcus. Maris, don't do that. Don't do that. Apartments, townhouses, and houses all make money. After helping people buy over ten thousand properties, I've got some, I've got some stats to uh, draw upon. Anyway, there you go. Um, hey, so uh, yeah, well, that's another story. How do you manage the debt? Well, it's another story when it comes to, you know, how do the wealthy, how do the wealthy live off the, their their uh, properties in the future, folks? Like most of you have been brainwashed to think that paying off your debts is the way to be wealthy and it's not. It's not. Uh, paying off debts actually helps banks become rich. That's why people lose their mind when I say pay interest only on your investment properties and now they're losing their minds. Yes, reducing debt that has no tax deductions, that doesn't produce an income, you know, that uh, that you can't um, – that doesn't give you any benefit, yes, eliminate that debt, maximize investment debt where possible um, and make sure that you uh, you have access to your, your debts and redraw your equity. Whoever's asking that, that's a great question. I'm going to put that one as, a, as maybe my next, um, my next wealth coffee chat. How about we do that? How about we do that? Awesome. Anyway. Just scratch the tip of the iceberg here. Um, yep. Absolutely, Trina. Like if when <laughs> folks, I'll tell you, you know, properties that I bought 20 years ago, their rent now is is triple. It's three, four hundred percent more. Three, four hundred percent more than when I bought them. Uh, and many, many of us, and this is not this is not to be, you know, discouraging. You might you you, you probably don't even you, – you've, you've got no reference to understand what's going to happen in the future. Like, I'm not going to say trust me because that's bullshit. Like, listen, it works. You buy something, you keep it for 20 to 30 years, and it turns into something awesome. But just buy great properties and keep them, folks, seriously, all right? Stop pretending. Stop thinking there's a magic trick. There ain't no damn magic trick. Buy a good quality thing and keep it and stay on track with the strategy, all right? Um, you know, the idea of chopping and changing and trying to do it fast and whatever, that's the that's the bullshit. That's the bullshit. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, might get a bit ranty today. Anyway, there you go. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. There are three ways. And when you buy and sell the principal place of residence, let's say when you're 70 or 80, that property has double, triple or quadruple in value. The gain, the gain, folks, 
is tax-free. You can At some point, you're going to downsize that property. You're going to live and enjoy your life and you want to have a good place to live and you want to have you know, plenty of cash and cash flow, like Trina's saying. What might that do? You might reduce some debt because you want the income to spike. Okay, you might. You might. There's plenty of choices. But how can you earn money? How can you create wealth paying little to no tax? Well, there's a few strategies in that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Excellent, Alison. Legend. All right, folks, that's it. I'm done and dusted. Wealth Coffee Chat over and out for today. There's always plenty of detail in this stuff, isn't it? Like, you know, maybe 10 or 15 minutes is not long enough for these Wealth Coffee Chats. But anyway, could probably rabbit on all day. And I am now, so I'm done. I'm done for today. <laughs> All right, folks, you guys be good. Remember, a few sayings around here. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. It takes time. Stick with it. Reach out to your team, your six-star team, your coaches, your supporters. Take care of things. Join me tomorrow. Till then, folks, you guys take care. Bye for now.